ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಯ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತೆ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಸದ್ಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ಸಮಸ್ತಜನಕಲ್ಯಾಣಿ ನಿರತ ಕರುಣಾಮಯ ನಮಿ ಚಿನ್ಮಯ ದೇವಗುರು ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿಧ್ವರಂಕರ ವಂದೇ ಶ್ರದ್ಧಾ ವಿಶ್ವಾಸಿಣಾಭ್ಯಾಪಶ್ಯಂತಿ ಸಿದ್ಧಾಸ್ವಾಂತಸ್ಥಮೀಶ್ವರ ವಸುದೇವಸುತ ಕಂಸಚಾಣೂರಮರ್ದನ ದೇವಕೀ ಪರಮಂದೃಷ್ಣ ವಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ರಾಮಚಂದ್ರಾಯ ವೇದಸೆ ರಘುನಾಥಾಯ ನಾಥಾಯ ಸೀತಾಯತೈ ನಮಃ ಬುದ್ಧಿರ್ಬಲ ಯಶೋಧೈರ್ಯ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವರುಣೇಂದ್ರರುದ್ರಮರುತ ಸ್ತುನ್ವಂತಿ ದಿವ್ಯೈಸ್ತವೈ ವೇದೈ ಸಾಂಗಪದಕ್ರಮೋಪನಿಷದೈಂತಿಯಂಸಾಮಗಾಸ್ಥಿತಗತೇನ ಮನಸ ಪಶ್ಯಂತಿಯೋಗಿನುಸ್ಯಾಂತುರಾಸುರಗಣ ಶಿವಾಯ 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 
perform whatever karmas are uh, necessary. So, what will happen if I don't work? Bhagwan elaborates it in this next verse, verse number 24. Utsi deyurime lokaha Nakuryam karma chedaham Sankarasya chakartasyam Upahanyami mahprajaha Utside yurime lokaha Bhagavan says if I don't Nakuryam ched karma ham If I don't perform any action if I remain, if I abandon all the so-called duties which are externally seen, because Krishna, Bhagwan Sri Krishna had a very important role in society. People were looking up to him. Even those who did not accept him as, as Bhagwan's avatar, they looked at him as a Shreshta Purush. They listened to his advice. They considered him as a wise person. Not only the Pandavas, but even Kauravas had great uh, respect, not so great, but they had also great respect for Bhagwan Sri Krishna. And when an ideal person, if he behaves in a particular way, others also automatically start behaving in the same way. Even when our Pujya Gurudev was not well, uh, so, uh, he was uh, advised rest by the doctors. So, he rested for some time. And then, again, he started working. So, a lot of devotees approached him and they said that you just take rest, we will work. He says, no. If I rest, then everyone will rest. And the whole mission will rest. So, that will not be good. So, I will work. As long as I am alive, as long as this body is there, I will keep on working. And that is what he did. Till the last breath, Pujya Gurudev kept on working in this world. Not for his own own uh, gain. He had nothing to gain from the world. Nothing to lose in this world. But for the welfare of the society, he kept on working. Similarly, Bhagwan Krishna says that if I don't work, then the whole world will become disintegrated. Utside yurime lokaha. All these lokaha, these words will become disintegrated. Here he is not only talking as uh, avatar, as a human being, but also as Ishvara, if he doesn't function as Ishvara, as the controller, sustainer and dissolver of this world, as the Antaryami, inner controller, as the Karma Faladata. Suppose Bhagwan says, both karma too much of work. So if he decides that one day I will go on holiday, that day there will be total chaos. Total disturbance. Just like when mobile rings, there is disturbance in the whole uh, atmosphere. Similarly, if Bhagwan says, if I don't work, the whole world will get disturbed. 
and that is not a good thing for a good person to do. And for Ishvara, it is of course very bad. Bhagavan says, if I as Ishvara don't work, then the whole world will collapse. And I as Avatar, as a human being, also is taken as an ideal person. If I don't work, then the whole society will get disintegrated. Sankarasya chakarta syam upahanyam ima prajaha. I will be cause for admixture of, of caste. Means people will get confused regarding their dharma. There will be total intermixture of, uh, of caste, of creed. In the sense, people will not understand their own personality and they will get uh, involved in activities which are not beneficial for them because there is no ideal. See, in our life, we require ideal. The greatest thing, one of the great thing of our country is that we have great ideals. And those who don't have ideals, they have to create ideals. And if the ideals are created by people who are not themselves idealistic, then those ideals may not be very good. So we have, like in Mahabharata, in Ramayana, and so many saints and sages who came to India or were born in India, are great ideals for us. From them we understand what is the limit, what is the, what is the best thing we, have, we can do in life. They give us the standard. They show us the path. It becomes easier to follow. If already somebody has followed, like if we go into the forest and all, if already there is a, there is a lane or what you call that, Pagdandi, uh, then it becomes easier for others to follow. But if it is not there, then one may get lost in that jungle. So similarly, Bhagavan says, if I don't work, it will create great confusion in the, in the society. And I will become the cause for destructions of all beings. Ishvara is most compassionate. Ishvara is the protector of this whole world. So as Ishvara, Bhagwan never goes for a holiday at all. 24 hours he works. See, even in our body, Ishvara only works in the sense the expression of all this action and all happens by the blessings of the Lord only. Like our breathing, non-stop breathing. Even when we are asleep, breathing happens. Even when we are in deep coma also, breathing takes place. Whether we are happy or unhappy, breathing continues. It is non-stop going on and on and on. Similarly, all the activities of this world, which are guided by the Lord, they continue. So as a human being also, there are certain responsibilities, which Bhagavan says, if I do not fulfill, it will create disharmony in society. Therefore, even for a wise person, it is advisable that he works, not for his own personal benefit, but for the benefit of the world, for the welfare of the world. Therefore, here special guidance is given to the wise man. In the verse number 25, Bhagavan says, Sakta karmanya vidvamsaha 
यथा कुर्वन्ति भारत कुर्याद विद्वांस तथा सक्तः चिकेशुल्लोक संग्रहम टुगेदर सक्ता कर्मण्य विद्वांसह यथा कुर्वन्ति भारत कुर्याद विद्वांस तथा सक्तः चिकेशुल्लोक संग्रह हाँ भगवान से इस दिट हे भारत हे अर्जुन कि जस्ट एज एन इग्नोरेंट पर्सन वर्क्स इन दिस वर्ल्ड सक्ता कर्मणि अविद्वांस इग्नोरेंट मीन्स वन हु हैज नॉट रेकग्नाइज द नेचर ऑफ हिज ओन सेल्फ वन हु डजेंट नो दैट द प्योर सेल्फ इज नॉट अ डूअर नॉट एन इंजॉयर ऑफ एन एक्शन ऑल्सो वी हेड सीन एलोबरेटली द नेचर ऑफ द सेल्फ इन द सेकेंड चैप्टर so the atma is neither the doer nor the enjoyer of any result it is its in its mere presence activities take place but one who doesn't know this is attached to the body attached to the mind and has got the notion that i am a doer and these are my duties and i am performing this to get this particular result with this notion he works in this world so a very interesting thing here is said that one has to work the vidwan the wise person who knows who recognizes the truth keeps on the body keeps on functioning the mind keeps on functioning he should keep on doing that work बट कुर्याद विद्वांस तथा असत्य फ्री फ्रॉम अटैचमेंट द इग्नोरेंट पर्सन वर्क्स विथ अटैचमेंट देर इज अटैचमेंट टू द एक्शन एंड देर इज अटैचमेंट टू द रिजल्ट ऑफ एक्शन एंड देर इज अटैचमेंट टू द सेंस ऑफ डुअरशिप दीज डिफरेंट टाइप्स ऑफ अटैचमेंट आर देर इन केस ऑफ एन इग्नोरेंट पर्सन सो ग्रेट अटैचमेंट टू द सेंस ऑफ डुअरशिप आई कैन डू इट आई एम द डुअर आई so that sense of doership is there then there is attachment to the actions themselves even though at times a person doesn't have to gain anything or lose anything from action but gets involved in action so much that becomes attached to the action it's called workaholic even after retirement they keep on working children say pitaji now you can just take rest रामायण पढ़ लो प्रवचन को जाओ बट डेट फेलो वॉन्ट्स टू गो टू द मार्केट वॉन्ट्स टू गो टू द शॉप वेर ही हैड गॉन फॉर पास्ट सम थर्टी ईयर्स फोर्टी ईयर्स विदाउट गोइंग देर एंड जस्ट सीट्स देर कीप ऑन लुकिंग एट पीपल कीप ऑन टॉकिंग क्या हो रहा है कैसा है कौन आया कौन गया कितना पैसा आ गया कौन क्या आ रहा है nothing has got nothing to do with it but attachment to work itself people cannot stay without working this great attachment is there body become restless that's called attachment to work then attachment to the results of action this is found in ignorant person 
So just as an ignorant person keep on doing his duties for gaining a particular result, here Bhagwan advises a wise person that wise person should also keep on fulfilling the responsibilities which are there based on the body, based on the personality. Whatever responsibilities are there, you keep on fulfilling. The psychology will be understood later in the next verse. Ki kuryad vidwans tatha asaktaha, without attachment. But why? What is the purpose? He says, loka sangraham, chikirshur loka sangraham. With the intention to bring about welfare in the world, integrate the society. The wise person also mixes up with the ignorant person and works in this world does everything for the welfare of the society. It's like little children are play, playing and the, and the elderly person also joins them and plays with them and guides them slowly and doesn't create confusion there. Suppose little children are playing that uh, sometimes they play in a uh, make-believe like they have the kitchen, they have little little vessels, they have a sigri, then they prepare some food, then the, uh, she prepares a, what you call a cup of tea also, and offers it to her father, the little girl, and says, please drink this. The father should drink. He should not say what is this, all this nonsense. He should take it and drink. Then she says, garam hai, thoda sa, se, then he thinks. Why? To, to, to integrate them, to keep them together. Similarly, in this world, Bhagwan says, a wise person also should live kuryad vidvans tathas asaktaha chikirshur loka sangraham for the welfare of the entire world. One more verse is there, guiding this wise person. Why he should behave in this way? What is the psychology behind it? That is beautifully brought out now in the next verse. Nabuddhi bhedam janayet Adnyanam karma sanginam Joshayet sarva karmani, Vidvan yuktas samacharan, Nabuddhi bhedam janayet, Adnyanam karma sanginam, Joshayet sarva karmani, Vidwan Yuktas Samachara A Vidwan, a wise person who has realized the self, who has recognized the truth, such a wise person should also work in this world without creating buddhi bhed, without creating confusion or unsettling the minds of the ignorant person. It was said, ignorant person works with attachment. 
with the attitude that I am the doer and I am working to get this result. So he is at a very low level in his spiritual evolution. The ultimate understanding will come that I am not the doer. But at that level, the wise person should not unsettle them, tell them that no, no, you are, what you are doing is wrong or what you are doing is not the ultimate. Don't unsettle the mind of the ignorant, but slowly and steadily guide them to the ultimate goal. This is a very beautiful thing, because a person who is acting in this world, even if he is acting in the, uh, in that, what you call, with the state of ignorance only, with the attitude of doership, but their action is important for that person. Slowly that action alone will help that person to become more and more pure and attain the supreme goal. Though from the highest standpoint, it is at a lower level, but still it will help the person to evolve. So the wise person is advised here as though by the Lord, they don't unsettle the mind of the ignorant people, but engage them into various activities which are helpful for them and slowly and steadily lead them in the right direction. Puji Gurudev gives a very beautiful example. Suppose you are driving on a, on a freeway, hmm, full speed, full speed means whatever speed limit, huh? and you are driving. And there are cars in front of you, there are cars behind you. And as you are driving, your one who is sitting next to you suddenly realizes that you are going on the wrong direction. You should have taken the other road. So that person should not make a big noise and tell you to stop the car there itself. It will create havoc. It will create an accident. So slowly and steadily, the person, even after understanding that I am on the wrong road, should continue and then when he comes to the nearest exit, should exit and take the other road. Similarly, uh, uh, an ignorant person when he works in this world, ignorant here, spiritually ignorant. That person may be very wise, very knowledgeable, but one who is spiritually ignorant should not that person should not be unsettled. For example, a householder is there. Uh, the wise person should not say, oh, what is this, an householder and all, sannyas lelo, kya karna hai, karma se. So, should not say like that. Should encourage that person to fulfill all his duties towards his children, towards his, his family. This is very important. Ah. Because it will create disharmony. Because that person may not be, uh, what you call, ready for sannyas or ready for renunciation. And you tell that person that what you are doing is wrong. That fellow will not have interest in his work also and not ready also. It will create disharmony in the in the life of that person. Garwale parishan ho jayenge. And in this way, if one does... To other members of the society also, there will be total chaos. So don't stop, even if the large mass of people are going in the wrong direction, don't stop them. But slowly mingle with them and slowly and steadily take them in the right path.
that is the advice given and therefore this this advice is followed by uh, most of these realized masters therefore there is no conflict in india for a long time our realized masters and the society did not have any conflict realized masters were never given poison they were never given what you call they were never crucified hmm in india because they mingled with the crowd and then led them in the right channel bhagwan shri krishna himself an enlightened being he also mingled with pandavas he also told them guided them in their day to day worldly things and led them in the right channel people used to come to our pujya gurudev also businessmen used to come and then people worldly people means householders from different field and depending on their state and depending on their ability and aptitude is to guide them hmm not that whoever come chalo sanyas sanyasi ban jao ye kya rakha hai no no my wife is there children leave them gautam buddha also left you also leave so that is not a proper way to deal one has to guide people in activity in proper activity when the time comes the automatically they will evolve in the next stage you don't have to force is like a tree when the fruits are coming on the tree one just have to give the what you call water and fertilizer to the tree should not go and tell the fruits jaldi karo jaldi karo gir jao pak jao aise hi pak jayenge so you don't have to hurry them but you just give fertilizer to the tree and in its right time they will become ripe and fall down get detached from the tree you should not put forth effort to pull them out of the tree you should put forth effort to make them ripe because if fruits are plucked before they are ripe they don't taste so sweet they become very bad so similarly this is a giant tree of life and we are like fruits attached to the tree but we have to become ripe while holding on to the tree we have to become ripe and then we can go on the next stage of knowledge so this great advice is given here ki na buddhi bhedam janayet don't unsettle the buddhi the understanding or misunderstanding of people janayet adnyanam those who are adnyani those who have that steep sense of doership and who are attached to karma engage them into different activities because action itself will slowly make them free from the bondage of action joshayet sarva karmani engage them in various activities vidwan the wise person who is yuktah who himself is completely integrated he should engage himself acting in the most efficient way in the world samacharan so in this way of great leaders spiritual leaders see there are various types of leaders in this world in the field of business also leaders are there in the field of politics also leaders are there and every leader has to function in a different way 
there are some leaders who are what you call instigators. They instigate people. Uh, there are some leaders who are motivators. They motivate. Instigate means tell people to go on the wrong path only. Make people go on the wrong path by creating anger in them, by creating passion in them, by creating a sense of jealousy and differences. These leaders you find at homes also. In Ramayana also there was this. Great leader was Manthara. Leadership through instigation. She contacted Kaikai and said, what is this now? Ram Chandraji is becoming king. Bharatji will be totally sidelined. And when Ram Chandraji becomes king, then Kaushalya will become queen mother. You will be just second fiddle like. Nobody will bother about you. Nobody remembers the second. Only the first is remembered. So she instigated and created jealousy in her, created anger in her, created mistrust in her, removed love which she had for Ram Chandraji and others and created so much of confusion and in that way she brought her down. That's called leadership through instigation. Then there are leaders who motivates. Motivators are those who motivates us on our path, on the right path. They motivate, they encourage, they create uh, enthusiasm and zeal and all. That is what is required. They motivate. But they motivate us to go in the same path only. Hmm. Worldly path. So there are people, leaders in the world who are great motivators and they help us in our life. We read their books and all and then get great motivation. But there are, these realized masters are leaders of inspiration. They inspire us. They take us up, not forward. They take us at the higher level. We, from ordinary human being, we become superhuman. We go, we attain that state of realization. So they are different type of leaders, hmm, spiritual leaders. So here Bhagwan is giving advice to such spiritual leaders They don't create disturbance in the minds of ignorant people, engage them into various activities and slowly guide them on the right path. Hmm. Don't stop them because once person start acting, if you stop them, then to start that person again is very difficult. Starting trouble we have. So let that person keep on acting, but guide that person in the right channel. Joshet Sarva Karmani Vidwan Yuktas Samacharan Vidwan himself remaining integrated and established in his own self should inspire everyone else around. Now it was said that ignorant person and they are attached to their karmas. What do you mean by ignorant? What is the meaning that we are ignorant? And how exactly actions happen? What is the mechanism behind action? This is the most fascinating topic now. Bhagwan begins from verse number 27. He tells us how action happens and what is the meaning of being ignorant 
And what is the meaning of being wise? Let us see. Prakrite kriyamanani Gune karmani sarvashaha Ahankara vimodhatma Kartahamiti manyate Prakrite kriyamanani Gune karmani sarvashaha Ahankara vimodhatma Kartahamiti manyate Bhagavan says that all karmas, karmani sarvashaha, all karmas, whether they are worldly karmas, actions which we perform, or whether we are performing some special spiritual activity or religious activity, all activities which are performed by the body, mind, intellect, with the speech and all, all activities, sarvashaha. Entirely, all activities are performed by the gunas of prakriti. Prakritehe gunaihi kriyamanani. All activities are performed by the gunas of prakriti. Now these two terms have come now. Hmm? We'll explain. And an ignorant person, ahankara vimodatma, getting deluded, his antakarana, mind and intellect, gets deluded by ahankar, sense of doership, and then he com- uh, comes to maintain a notion that I am the doer. Karta aham iti manyati. It's very interesting. See, like uh, everything, like our watch is functioning, so there must be something, mechanism, because of which it functions. If you open it and check it out, we will find that there is some some battery which uh, gives it the power. Then various gears are there and various things are there which makes it function. In those good old days, we used to have those uh, watches and we used to give them chabi lagadete. So, mechanically, they were getting activated. So, by giving that, the spring is to store the energy, and slowly it releases, and the different gears will then function. Some big gears will move in one direction, some other gears will move in other direction, and some other things will be there. And in this way, the whole watch will function. Similarly, if we analyze our own uh, uh, personality, we will find that there are various parts which make up this external personality, not the Atma, but this external personality which one has got, which is called the Upadi of the Atma, the, the, the dress of the Atma. Our body, our mind, our intellect is like a dress worn by the self. And this whole functioning is performed by the dress only. There is like a science fiction movie. Tuck, tuck, tuck. All the dress is there and it performs all action. Hmm. So like that, our dress is made up of prakriti. Prakriti is a very interesting term which is used in our scripture. 
फॉर नेचर और फॉर मैटर मैटर इज कॉल्ड प्रकृति एंड दैट कॉन्शियसनेस विच इज एंड लिविनिंग दिस मैटर इज कॉल्ड पुरुष सो दिस टू टर्म्स आर यूज प्रकृति एंड पुरुष सो आत्मा और ब्रह्म इज कॉल्ड पुरुष and that which is uh, uh, seen or witnessed by or which forms this world is called prakriti and this prakriti is inert but it is activated by the presence of that self or the purusha only without the presence of the self this prakriti by itself cannot function this prakriti itself in some places is called maya Uh, that term is also used which will come in the seventh chapter and all bhagwan calls it maya so what we call maya is prakriti and what is this prakriti prakriti itself is a uh, it has got three gunas in it sattva gun raja gun and tamo gun gunas means qualities three qualities are there in this prakriti sattva gun rajogun and tamogun tamogun is inertia jadatva inertia hmm lethargy that's also that's the quality of prakriti which we see in all matter if a matter remains at one place it remains at that place only ghar mein koi cheez rakhi ek jagah par wahi par rehti hai unless you lift it and keep it somewhere else or a thing in motion continues to be in motion like the all the planets and all stars and all they are moving and they are continuously moving till somebody stops them they will continue moving so that is the nature of inertia it is there in nature inertia that is called tamogun this inertia is called tamogun which is experienced in all matter all matter has got this tamogun but body is also made up of matter so it also likes to remain at one place like ne are chalo utho kuch karo ne don't tell me so tamogun it is called but in this matter also we find that this matter also doesn't remain all the time at one place but inherent in this matter also sometimes we see lot of activity matter itself is inert but that matter keeps on moving very strange the essential nature of matter is inertia but this matter which has got this essential inertia nature keeps on moving is like a watch which is if you leave it alone it is stationary but somebody is constantly moving it similarly this uh, in matter we find lot of activity and that activity is called the rajogun this rajogun is seen at all levels which is also a quality of prakriti hmm it's a very scientific analysis of our world Hmm. and the third thing which we notice is intelligence this world is made up of intelligence it is not a, a mad world 
It is not a haphazard world. It is intelligent world. It is not just uh, uh, something thrown just like that. Everything has got some order. Even the most erratic and most chaotic thing also has got some order. Nowadays, there is even there is a chaos theory, wherein they have understood that even so-called chaos has got some order in it. It's not chaotic. You know, all the stars and planets and all, they also are formed with certain laws and principles. They are not just like that. So, this intelligence, which is also an expression of prakriti or nature, is called Sattvagun. So, Sattvagun intelligence, Rajogun activity, and Tamogun inertia. These three qualities together is called Prakriti. So, Prakriti has got these three qualities and all these three qualities when they are in equilibrium, when all these three qualities are in equilibrium, that is the state when the whole world is not there, means it has gone into laya it is called, pralaya, laya. This like our sleep, in our sleep also, in an individual level, the whole prakriti goes into a state of equilibrium only. Sattvagun is there, Rajogun is there, Tamogun is there, but as far as we are concerned, nothing is expressing at that time. It is in the state of equilibrium. When these three gunas go into a state of inequilibrium, then the creation is seen or happens. So, all the time, the creation, in creation, there is a state of inequilibrium. Science also somehow talks in this language at, at places and differ at places. It talks about anthropy, talks about uh, what you call uh, some equilibrium and all. And according to science, the entire cosmos at one, one time was together and was like a point like a bindu, like a point. And then there was a nada. In our scripture also they talk about bindu and nada. From that bindu came that nada om and that whole creation happened. So this samya avastha is called prakriti. It has got three gunas. And from this prakriti alone is, for, is expressed this whole world. The entire world which we experience is an expression of Prakriti. Now, one more. This world which we see, it has got 24 components. According to Vedanta, this world which we experience has got 24 components, parts. And those parts are called Tattva. More about this you can read in some Vedanta book like Tattva Bodh. It talks about this Tattva. This world is made up of 24 parts. What are those 24 parts? Actually this whole thing if we understand, then the statement of this verse and the next verse will become very clear. Hmm. So, little patience. So, 24 parts. Ready for the 24 parts? 
Yes. Simple parts, all of you know them, but now when enumerate them, then it will become more clear. So from this Prakriti, first is born as though the five great elements, Akash, Vayu, Agni, Jal and Prithvi. Akash means space, Vayu is air, Akash, Vayu, Agni is fire, Jala is water and Prithvi is earth. Earth means matter. Not earth means our earth, earth means solid matter. So Akash is the subtlest, then comes Vayu, which is very, very, it is also subtle. Then that expresses as fire, which is little gross. Then further it expresses as water, which is still gross. And then finally it expresses as solid matter, that's called Prithvi. So these five elements are there. There are also five tattvas, and these five elements, they have five characteristics. Each one has got one characteristic. The characteristic of Akash is sound. The characteristic of air is touch. Of that of fire is sight, form or color. Huh? Form or color, you can say. And that of water is taste. And that of Prithvi is smell, fragrance, smell. These are the natural characteristics of these five elements. Therefore, these five things are called objects of the senses. They are sense objects. Whenever we talk about sense objects, we are not talking about book or pen or computer or this. We are talking about Shabda, Sparsha, Rupa, Rasa, Gandha. Sound, touch and all. These are the five, because everything is experienced as sound, as touch, as we then give some, some names to them, but it is, when we talk about a book, it is experienced as a form, it is experienced as a touch, it is heard. So it is experienced by the five sense organs as Shabda, Sparsha, Rupa, Rasagandha only. So these five are called the Vishaya or the objects of the senses. So, thus Hogai. Then, the five organs of perception. These five organs of perception are also formed from the five elements only. The ability to hear, the ability to see, the ability to touch, the ability to taste and the ability to smell they are also expressions of these five elements. It's very interesting. The ability which we have, for example, water, water, we can taste it. That ability to taste which is there within us has also come from that water element only. Tongue is not, it is behind the tongue also, that ability to taste it is an expression of that water element only. This is very, very interesting. The ability to hear is an expression of the, of the space. So sound is also an expression of space. And ability to hear that sound is also an expression of space. Hmm. See, as we study Bhagavad Gita, a lot of things will come. Therefore, it is called a complete science. If you know it, 
no bhagavad gita you know everything about our philosophy and about life so the five great elements the five objects of the senses and the five senses 15 ho gaye then the five organs of action they are also considered as tatva what are the five organs of action speech then hands ability to hold they are called the hands and ability to move huh? locomotion that's our legs then generative organ hmm? organ of generation sexual organ that is also considered as kar- uh, karmendriya an organ of excretion that is also karmendriya these are the five organs of action where action happens so speech hands legs generative organ and organ of excretion now interestingly these five organs of uh, action are also formed from the five elements therefore the world is called prapancha pancha means five prapancha means prakarshena prancha is a play of five the five elements themselves form all this and more deeply you contemplate and uh, understand it, it will become more clear and the whole logic and it will become more clear so the five organs of actions are also formed from these five elements Hmm. then other four things are there which are called antakkarana these five organs of perception and actions they are bahikkarana they are external external organs like but there are something which are internal which guides them which controls them from within they are called antakaran chatushta four of them are there mana buddhi chitta and ahankar man buddhi chitta and ahankar man means mind buddhi means intellect chitta means uh, our memory and ahankar is ego so this four are there so total kitne ho gaye 24 ho gaye so this 24 tatvas they are called tatva contents basic elements the meaning of elements in chemistry might be different but the basic components you can say of the world are this 24 this 24 together they are called the products of prakriti and other than this 24 one who is looking at that 24 one who is aware of this 24 one who is enlivening this 24 is called purusha so the whole chapter is about purusha and prakriti purusha doesn't mean man ha huh? woman also purusha is that atma and prakriti is this 24 and this 24 are products of prakriti means the three gunas so in this 24 we find the play of these three gunas in all the five elements in the senses in the in the organs of action perception in what you call in our mind intellect and all 
the three gunas are there playing their role so this 24 prakriti in that the five elements and the five organs of i mean five uh, objects they are sometimes called karya and this uh, five organs of perception five organs of action and the four antakaran chatushta they are also called karana and this karya and uh, karana they play with each other and that is how the whole activities happen or you can say pra- prakriti playing with itself is all the activity playing with herself uh, prakriti is feminine playing with herself is uh, what you call the whole play of this world therefore here it's a very deep contemplative statement which one has to contemplate and comprehend it ki prakriti he kriyamanani gunaihi by the gunas of prakriti that is the product of this gunas means this 24 tatvas this 24 tatva alone are functioning or performing all actions all actions are performed by this 24 but this person i mean atma as though gets identified with this 24 gets identified with the with the mind with the intellect with the senses and there comes a notion that i am them i am the body i am the mind i am the intellect i am doing i am getting the result so this is called a notion of ahankar this ahankar is a, is a notion which one creates because of the identification and the mind and intellect gets totally deluded by this notion and one comes to strongly believe that i am the do i means that atma is the doer one doesn't differentiate between atma and prakriti one doesn't differentiate between the purusha and prakriti one identifies with that prakriti and thinks that i am that prakriti and i am the doer this is the mechanism ha huh? this is a subtle mechanism this will be again revealed in the in the 13th chapter also and other chapters also bhagwan keeps telling because in one go we might not comprehend it completely so lot of things are repeated so in one go if you don't understand maybe in the second go you might understand hmm but it's very very interesting so the mechanism like our computer it has got its own inbuilt system it itself thinks it itself gives out the result everything is done by that computer only that electricity just gives power to that computer the thinking is done by the computer the product is brought out by the computer the electricity just gives power to that computer but if that electricity start feeling that i am the computer then there will be total confusion similarly that atma is like electricity it gives mere power to all this prakriti with its presence the prakriti functions now there is total con- uh, that uh, attachment of this prakriti and purusha has taken place 
so through proper discrimination and in that deep state of meditation we come to understand that i am that purusha and all these are prakriti playing in front of me this can be understood only in the deep state of meditation theoretically one may understand it now but only in the deep state of meditation it is realized as clearly as light and shadow it becomes very clear just as we are standing in front of the mirror we see our reflection there but we know that i am different and that reflection is different but suppose somebody looks at the reflection hmm in the water and all and the reflection keep on shaking and one feels that oh i have become very very this hmm i have become very unsteady and some mirrors and all we look little fat there and in some mirror you look thin some you look little short so if one feels that oh i have become like that and becomes uh, deluded by that then there is total confusion so similarly this atma as though have identified with that prakriti and consider itself or a person superimposes the idea of doership on that self and gets bound so this is the state of an ignorant person so bhagwan says that all karmas are performed by prakriti means nature performs action by itself by the laws of nature by the laws so even if we drop our ahankar that action will continue happening nature performs action by its own law see only even before human beings came on earth everything was happening very peacefully and nicely the animal birds plant they were more happy they could relax ne without fear that somebody will come and shoot them from behind everything was peaceful and everything was functioning there were no need for animal rights there were no need for anything everything was going on how by the laws of nature human beings also have come by the laws of nature therefore if you go deep into this you will understand that there is nothing called artificial everything is natural only even we have come into this and we have created this dress and this and that that is also part of nature just like the crows they build their nest we build in a different way crows nest we don't consider artificial it is part of nature so our nest also is part of nature hmm so everything functions according to the laws of nature but ahankara vimodhatma but the antakarana the mind and intellect which is deluded by the notion of ahanka that i am the doer then one goes into this notion that i am the doer karta aham iti mannyate getting deluded by this ego a person consider himself the doer hmm karta aham iti mannyate different types of ignorant people are there in this world so we are talking about them so ahankara vimodatma karta aham iti mannyate 
This is a very beautiful psychological fact which Bhagwan has revealed, and this is what an ignorant person uh, does. He has got the sense of doership, sense of enjoyership, and is bound. But this bondage cannot be released by non-performance of action. That's what Bhagwan has said. One has to keep on performing action and slowly and steadily make the mind pure, and then in the deep state of meditation understand. That you are different and this prakriti is different. Further, Bhagavan says, Tattva Vittumaha Baho Gunakarma Vibhagayo Guna Guneshu Vartante Itimatvana Sajjate Tattva Vittu Mahabaho On the other hand, the wise person, he is Tattva Vittu. Tattva Vitt. Tattva Vitt means the knower of this Tattva. He has understood not only this self, I mean the, but the prakriti also. And all these tattvas are known. The 24 tattvas and the mechanism is understood by this wise person and he has also recognized the supreme self. So it's called tattva vit, knower of tattva. He Mahabaho is Arjuna's name. And what tattva vit? Guna karma vibhaga yoho. He is a tattva vetta of guna vibhag and karma vibhag. Guna vibhag means the, uh, know, he knows the 24 tattvas. The 24 tattvas are called guna vibhag. And their functions are called karma vibhag. So he knows the 24 and their function. See the five elements, then the five objects of perception, then the functioning of the sense organs, the organs of action, then the antakaran chatushtai, the functioning of them is seen and known by the wise person as objectively as anything else. He knows that the activities are carried out by this prakriti only. It's like our breathing which is happening, whether we are conscious or unconscious, the breathing goes on. Similarly, the wise person understands that even thinking is part of prakriti. Even taking decision is part of prakriti. Even using our ahankar is part of prakriti. Even using the memory is part of prakriti. So it's a very complex mechanism which functions by itself. It has got its own self, self, uh, what you call, perpetuating machine like. This prakriti is like a self perpetuating machine. It functions according to its own internal laws. Nobody need be there to guide it. Like when the world started with a big bang, nobody who is there to, oh element, and what are you doing here? Nobody is there to guide them. It functions according to the laws of prakriti. 
everything in this world function according to natural laws there are no miracles happening in the world everything happens according to laws if somebody is doing some miracle then must be some reason some laws behind it which we might not know ne nowadays we talk in cell phone is the greatest miracle i tell you though it will be good if you switch it off during the pravachan <laughs> because keep your miracles under control but it's a great miracle sitting at one place you can talk long distance great yogis used to do in the good old days but now everyone has become yogi it's a great miracle we may call it miracle i mean we don't call it miracle because we know are ye to do we personally may not know how it function but we will say oh, it is because of this electronic this that and also there is no miracle everything follows law and if you can understand the law you can recreate everything even life if for that matter if matter is arranged in a particular way it can get ex- a life will express through that matter also nowadays they are doing lot of research they created uh, what you call i think dna or something in the laboratory so this uh, it is possible that if we can rearrange those matter because life is there everywhere it just requires a conducive um, and environment or arrangement to express life is everywhere and that's what even now science is believing hmm so this uh, when that conducive environment is there it expresses through it and it's good the more science progresses the more we will be able to understand secret about ourselves but all these things are prakriti even even life what we call life is part of prakriti only prana prana is not mentioned in this 24 tattvas they are just expression of this 24 tattvas the the rajasic nature of that five elements expresses as life the satvic nature of five elements expresses as organs of perception and the antakarana chatushtaya the tamasic nature of these five elements expresses as our body and the material world so all these are part of prakriti and everything is happening according to the laws of nature nobody can transcend those laws we can just have to understand that this is prakriti and this is me that is called becoming free from the bondage and this can be understood as i said in the deep state of meditation so tatva vittu mahabaho bhagwan says one who knows this tatva one who has understood and realized the self one who knows guna karma vibhaga yoho one who knows that these are the 24 tatvas and these are their functions and everything happens according to laws guna guneshu vartante when we say action is happening the laws the three gunas function in three gunas the uh, organs of action perception and all function in their respective field eyes function in the form ears function in the sound uh, nose function in the smell mind functions in their own emotions mind is nothing but a reaction to the the stimuli 
Suppose I see something, there is reaction within, happens, that is called mind. And when one understands this reaction, then that is called intellect. Uh, so we see something very uh, scary. Now eyes don't know it is scary. Eyes just see dog approaching with full speed towards you. Eyes just look at it. <laughs> but because of the past uh, your experience of a wonderful dog bite, suddenly it creates an uh, what you call reaction within of fear. That is a that reaction is called mind. That is called mind. Then the intellect says, why are you afraid? You be stay calm and all. You have studied all the psychology of dogs. You know, you look into their eyes. They will get frightened. So the intellect guides you that time. One part of your mind says, bhaag jau se. Another says, nahi, 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 ruk jau. Unke aankho mein dekho. Aankho mein aankh mila ke dekho. So that is, the whole this is told by us by intellect. Intellect doesn't react, intellect analyzes. Intellect is a detached observer and analyzes everything. But at times intellect also doesn't play its role, mind only plays the role. So mind and intellect are two different functions of prakriti, which are also required for maintenance, for uh, maintaining the body and maintaining this, our life. It is also part of nature, just like we have our different body parts, the kidneys and the heart and the lungs and these are there, all of them, they have their own function. Similarly, intellect is also a part of nature which has got its own function so that this equipment called body-mind equipment can function properly in nature. So all of them are following their own laws. Uh, but we also have this capacity that while all this is happening, we can, we have the power to quieten the mind and to purify the mind and reach that state of meditation and recognize that I, the Atma, is different from all this. I am much subtler than all. By my mere presence, everything is happening. That is the state which we can reach. So a wise person has reached this stage and he knows that guna guneshu vartante, the gunas function in gunas. One part of nature is functioning with the other part of nature. Iti matva, having understood this deeply, na sajjate, doesn't get attached, doesn't get bound, remains absolutely detached. This is a very transcendental Understand. It's not just theoretical understanding. In the beginning, one may have theoretical comprehension of the whole thing, but ultimately, one has to comprehend it actually. In the state of meditation, one recognizes this. So, this is the most beautiful thing, and therefore, it is said that Atma is not the doer. Prakriti is the doer. Everything happens according to the laws of Prakriti. So as long as we are attached and as long as we are in the state of ignorance, keep on working till slowly and steadily one can reach the state of enlightenment. So the whole mechanism is beautifully presented here. It's like a, see therefore I consider this spirituality as a, as science. 
it has got no not about something about emotions when we talk about religion and all more emotion more faith based and emotion based but spirituality is not emotion based based on facts but these facts are so sublime that it requires contemplation to comprehend them and once you comprehend you become free knowledge will wisdom will make us will set us free hmm so guna guneshu vartante iti matva na sajjate therefore bhagwan says further prakrate guna sammudhaha सज्जन्ते सज्जन्ते गुणकर्मसु तान कृष्ण विदो मंदान कृष्ण विन्न विचालयेत प्रकृतेर्गुण सम्मोढा सज्जन्ते गुणकर्मसु तान कृष्ण विदो मंदट प्रकृते गुण सम्मूा सज्जंते गुणकर्मसु दर्फो द इग्नरंट पर्सन इज वन हु इज टोटली कन्फ्यूज रिगार्डिंग दिस प्रकृति एंड इट्स गुणास एंड द मैनिफेस्टेशन ऑफ दिस गुणास एज दिस ट्वेंटी फोर तत्वास इज नॉट वेरी क्लियर दर्फोर he gets thoroughly confused by the whole thing gets completely confused by the whole it is so subtle that the difference is not readily comprehended and one gets confused one thinks that the self the pure self is the doer where all this it's like a person is standing on the bridge and the river is flowing with full force underneath and sometimes when we keep on looking at the river we feel as though we are moving or we look at the moon when the clouds are moving it feels as though the moon is moving with full speed similarly looking at this prakriti we feel that we are moving but we are the seer we are the witness of prakriti the self is the witness of prakriti so prakrte guna sammodaha sajjante guna karmasu but of those who are deluded by this prakriti and the gunas who doesn't know about them they get attached to the functions of these gunas functions of the senses functions of the organs of action functions of the mind and all and they feel that i am the doer one feels that i the self is the doer of all this whenever we use the word i the real meaning of that word i is self but whenever we uh, identify it with the body mind intellect that is called identification then that self itself assumes the role of ahankar so that pure self has to be recognized so when it is not recognized one takes the actions of these gunas as my own action so such people are called ignorant spiritually ignorant uh, they may be great scholars in the world and all it doesn't matter great scientist also even great scientist can be spiritually totally ignorant 
सो तान अकृष्ण विदो मंडाम सच फुलिश इग्नोरेंट पीपल हुआ मंद हुआ वेरी डल लाइक कुछ बल लेने पड़ता है समझ में नहीं आता है या तान अकृष्ण विद हु डजेंट नो द कंप्लीट मैकेनिज्म ऑफ दिस प्रकृति एंड हु आर डल विटेड दोज हु नोज अबाउट दिस प्रकृति शुड नॉट डिस्टर्ब देम शुड नॉट दो वन कैन टॉक अबाउट द सुप्रीम ट्रूथ बट दे शुड बी गाइडेड इन टू दैट डे टू डे एक्टिविटी दैट्स वॉट भगवान इज डूइंग ही टॉक टू अर्जुन अबाउट दैट सुप्रीम सेल्फ ही डिड नॉट कीप अवे फ्रॉम इट ही डिड नॉट हाइड इट ही स्पोक अबाउट दैट सुप्रीम सेल्फ बट वेन एवर ही टॉक टू हिम डायरेक्टली ओनली सेट यू परफॉर्म यूर एक्शन सो यर ही आंसर्स हिज क्वेश्चन दैट वाई आई एम टेलिंग यू टू परफॉर्म यूर एक्शन आई डोंट वॉन्ट यू ड्रॉप एवरीथिंग दैट विल नॉट हेल्प because you are identified totally so you continue with this notion and slowly you will become free of this notion this notion cannot be dropped by stopping the action it has to be done slowly and steadily so tan akrishna vidaha mandan those who are mand dull witted and those who are not knowers of this qualities of prakriti and their function the wise person should not disturb them should not unsettle them but slowly and steadily guide them therefore hey arjuna i as a wise person is guiding you that you should not drop your action but perform your action they may be not good and all it doesn't matter that also will help means this even terrible war if it is performed with the proper attitude it will help you to attain your goal even if you die you will born be born again and continue in your journey in a proper way but if you try to run away and try to do something else you will become more and more deluded and will be more in trouble only so having explained the mechanism of action and having convinced again arjuna that he has to act now in the next verse bhagwan reveals in one verse itself the very essence of the attitude of karma yoga how an ignorant person who has not reached that state of enlightenment how that person should work in this world what is this attitude of karma yoga that is in one verse it is revealed we will read it chant it maybe see the little meaning and tomorrow we'll go more into its depth mai sarvani karmani mai sarvani karmani sanyasya adhyatma chetasa nirashir nirmamo bhutva युद्धस्वगतज्वर मयि सर्वाणि कर्माणि सन्यस्याध्यात्मचेतसा निराशीर्निर्ममो भूत्वा युद्धस्वगतज्वर 
डेडिकेटिंग ऑल योर एक्शंस टू मी मी यर भगवान डजन मीन कृष्ण बट मी इज दैट वासुदेव हू रिसाइड्स इन द हार्ट्स ऑफ ऑल बीइंग्स मी इज दैट ईश्वर दैट आत्मा एज दैट ईश्वर एज द लॉर्ड ऑफ द एंटायर कॉस्मोस यू डेडिकेट ऑल योर एक्शंस टू मी अध्यात्म चेष्टसा विथ प्रॉपर अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ योर ओन सेल्फ इंटेलेक्चुअल कॉम्प्रिहेंशन ऑफ द सेल्फ यू डेडिकेट ऑल योर एक्शंस टू मी बिकमिंग फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल एक्सपेक्टेशंस एंड बिकमिंग फ्री फ्रॉम द सेंस ऑफ पॉजिटिवनेस एंड बिकमिंग फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल एक्साइटमेंट यू परफॉर्म योर एक्शन ऑफ फाइटिंग दिस वॉर युद्धस्व विगत ज्वर निराशी फ्री फ्रॉम एक्सपेक्टेशन निर्मम फ्री फ्रॉम पॉजिटिवनेस एंड विगत ज्वर विदाउट एक्साइटमेंट यू जस्ट परफॉर्म योर एक्शन ऑफ फाइटिंग दिस वॉर बाय डेडिकेटिंग एवरीथिंग टू मी सो दिस ब्रीफली इज वॉट वी कॉल द एटीट्यूड ऑफ कर्मयोग more about this we will see in our class tomorrow ho